Welcome to the Attentive Heart Podcast, where we explore how an integration of mind, body, and spirit make us whole and enable us to become more compassionate to ourselves and to others. I'm your host, John Grabovich. So I guess the, the, the final thing I just want to kind of unpack with you, because I think it's the most fascinating thing uh, as to maybe where your life has kind of led you up to this point is like, now, now can you tell me a little bit more about like what propelled you decide to go and study psychology? In some sense, it sounds as if you would have been like a, a social worker or want to do something like that. Instead, you go on this, this deeper path of uh, psychology. So, so how did that come about? Yeah. So at a certain point, um, I realized that, you know, most of my life I've been asking these research questions. I've been curious about the human person, about the mind, about how experiences impact the brain. Um, and while I was in Philadelphia, I really feel like I did what I wanted to do, which was I wanted to experience some of the effects of a harsh environment. Mm -hmm. um, and when I went to Philadelphia, when I, you know, when I started, I didn't understand things like, hey, you know, why if you're walking along a street and you got some trash in your hands, um, why don't you just wait for a garbage can and put the trash in the garbage can? Why do you throw it on the street? Mm -hmm. Then when I was there, I living in that what we would call a harsh environment, gunshots all the time, sure, um, no trash cans, yeah. and lots of drug use, etc. I found, wow, you know what? I understand a little bit about some of these choices that I've you know, observed. I yeah. understand how does stress impact behavior? How does stress impact cognition? How does stress impact um, self-control? The degree to which we can hold on to garbage and throw right. in the trash can versus you know, throwing on the street. Yeah. So I really observed the effects of stress and also kind of activities that buffer against that. So yes, the effects of stress are real and they're harsh, but what happens when we connect with other people? What happens when we experience beauty in our neighborhood? What happens when we work together towards beautification to beautify mm -hmm. our environment? Those are real stress buffers. So this can really protect us against the effects of stress. So I had all these research questions between you know my observations in Bolivia and my observations in Philadelphia. So I finally thought, oh, why don't I explore this? you know, in school, in a, in a graduate program. Mm -hmm. I was also very interested in how these things relate to the faith. So are the practices that our faith teaches us, are they truly beneficial to the human person? So yeah. when we're told thou shalt not steal, or when we're told God forgives us, when we're told to love thy neighbor, love thy enemy, mm -hmm. what does that mean on a physiological, biological, and neurological basis? Mm -hmm. I wanted mm -hmm. to know, is there an intersection between what our faith teaches to be true and what scientists are finding out to be true through empirical work in psychology? Wow. I mean, that that's phenomenal. I mean, so could you give me a, a, an example of, of that intersection kind of really showing itself in, in a really uh, integrated way? Yeah. yeah. So I've just found that there's example after example example after example. So I have yet to find something that's been shown to be true in psychology that doesn't completely correspond to the faith and vice versa. Um, so one example would be that um, there's research showing that when you follow basic routines, mm -hmm. you find more meaning in life. And mm -hmm. so this is true correlationally. People who tend to abide by routines happen to also find more meaning in life on average. And also when they do intervention studies and they ask people to stick to certain routines um, versus a control group that 
doesn't need to stick to the routines. People who are asked to and abide by routines throughout the intervention end up finding on average more meaning in life or reporting more subjective meaning in life. Um, so that's just one example, you know, because I think that's something that people question a lot about the faith. Like, well, why routine? Why do I have to, you know, kneel down in church? Or why do I have to bless myself and actually move my hand? And um, but there's something in all of those movements and there's something in that daily routine that it's not known why yet. I don't believe there's been neuroimaging research on this, but our conclusive neuroimaging research. Um, but there's something that's really beneficial for us and actually leads us to find meaning in life. I mean, that's so fascinating. I mean, of course, the way that someone would um, kick back on that would be like, well, you know, routines can make us very rigid and throw us off, like when it doesn't happen the way that we have planned it to be. So like, how much is routine? How could that get somehow mistaken for our, our, our sense of controlling our life? So it's kind of counterintuitive, right? That like following a routine would lead to more meaning in life. You would think it would just lead to like frustration. I'm thinking of like a separate line of research on like insistence on sameness and like insisting on things being in routine and when there's kind of a negative reaction to changes in routine that can actually predict depressive symptoms. So you're totally right with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? I don't know how exactly they operationalize routine and what they did to make sure that it wasn't like you have to stick to the routine or else. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, there's something that I guess just like going through with a routine without that rigidity and without that insistence on it. Yeah. And with one, some flexibility. One thing I've kind of felt helpful in my life is that, you know, sometimes a routine can be like, okay, I do these things at the same time every day or something like that, right? And and okay, that it's nice to have a schedule like that. But, but like I said, there's times where like, oh, well, geez, like something happened and now I can't stay onto the schedule, right? So I've almost kind of looked at things like, well, is it, can I at least say that each day needs to have certain ingredients in it? And it doesn't necessarily matter exactly the order that I put those ingredients, but I better have those ingredients in my day somehow, you know, and they don't have to be maybe as explicit as, uh, you know, I'm going to be praying all seven, uh, you know, prayers of the of the office every day. It may just simply more be like, did I have quality prayer time today? Like every day has to have some type of quality prayer time in some way, shape, or form. And, and it may not yeah. matter what time of the day it happens, but I know that's an ingredient that has to be in the day, you know, or some sense of physical activity. And I'm not saying, oh, you went and ran a half marathon or something like that. It's just like you know, I walked down the street where I, I did something to, to organize my room that got me up and out of my chair. And it's so interesting because the things yeah. that you're mentioning as like the ingredients of your day, those are all things that also kind of ring true as far as being, there's evidence in the field of psychology that those things are also lead to flourishing and well-being. So it's like exercise, prayer and meditation. Another thing that maybe I should mention is kind of more intuitive than the routine thing is pro-social behavior and charitable giving mm. has been shown to actually activate reward regions in the brain. So when yeah. we give to other people, we're actually experiencing pleasure. That just points to like, you know, how connected we are and it points to the faith and our call to love and to give and to think of other people right. that we're meant to do that. And that actually brings us joy. It brings us pleasure. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having a pleasure response and feeling good about something. Like that's a good thing that strengthens us, that strengthens our cognition, it strengthens our affect, it leads to more neural activation and regions where we, we need it and we want it. 
and it also yeah it just it points to the fact that we're so in- interconnected to each other that actually doing something to benefit somebody else really fills us up Maybe to kind of just wrap this up here, I mean, what are the, the as you said, like uh, about routine and I, I mentioned, you know, ingredients. I mean, has there been certain ingredients uh, in your life right now that you find that you have to have each day or is there things that you know that kind of get you to a place of recentering yourself, knowing who you are, um, kind of better understanding your, your role in in things that are often out of your control um yeah so getting to that place where you can really give and where you can surrender where you can kind of let things go and trust in god so i definitely think of like prayer and meditation Mm. so for me it's like the rosary like i'm driving to work and i'm commuting Mm -hmm. and sometimes i i do make it to daily mass sometimes i don't but i know that when i'm driving i'm gonna just be grabbing my rosary or um and also listening to and or listening to a podcast, um, mm-hmm. Liturgy of the Word is something that I love to listen to. It just goes through the daily mass. There's a homily, there's music. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so just kind of bringing prayer into as much of my day as possible. So it's whether I'm driving or I'm walking to teach a class or my kids are talking to me and I'm like, okay, what, what is it? Right. Um, right. Or they're calling me, just kind of recentering myself through prayer in one way or another um, and trying my best to make it whenever I can make it to that by the chapel or make it to adoration or daily mass. And I do find that life is very different when I do that. When I prioritize the sacraments and prayer and make it to adoration and just get down on my knees, even for a few minutes, I find that God really fills me up. And that's when I can say everything's in God's hands. That's when I can really surrender. And that's when I can be present to my children and listen attentively and let things go with my husband and, connect better with my students um, and work more effectively and more efficiently. So that's definitely it. It's definitely taking that time. So from a spiritual point of view, it's, you know, giving myself to God in prayer and, you know, that discipline of just the sacraments and letting God fill me up. And from a psychological point of view, I think of it in terms of meditation and just kind of giving the brain rest. So that default mode network is a set of brain regions that are just active when we are at rest and, um, research is showing more and more that we need that and we're, we fill ourselves up constantly and I do this where I have a minute it's like oh what's on you know check my email check my text messages sure. check my, right, right, like, right. everything everything else the messages from the school there's so much on the phone and it's hard to just take that time and say no it's not going to be my phone it's not going to be the computer it's just going to be silence and quiet my brain needs to rest I need to activate that default mode network and God needs to fill me up, pointing my thoughts to God, giving myself to God in that moment. That's the way I feel he can really fill me and enable me, give me the strength um, to just navigate this lovely, beautiful, and challenging life. Well, amen to that. There's nothing more to say. I hope you enjoyed Father John Gribowicz. He will be back as a contributing podcaster. Please share the Sunday to Sunday Witness podcast with your friends. And if you have comments, send them to me, Mary at sundaytosunday.com. As always, this is Anne Mary Mullane coming from Kearney, New Jersey for Sunday to Sunday Productions. <laughs>